0: Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. This week we're back and we're down a man. Travis was uh, absorbed by Game of Thrones as I, I don't know, he sent me a text message. What did he say here? Let me let me find it. It was, you know, very Travis. He said uh, well, he was going to send me, uh, uh, here it is, uh, he was burnt out and uh, tell the lifers that Game of Thrones got me. He was up all night after that one. And he only had enough energy to do his one job. So luckily, we have uh, we brought a guest on this week. And what's special about this guest is, let's see, you're not a sure sheriff, you're a deputy, right? Correct. Uh, so we're just going to call you the deputy. If you come on in later episodes or if I don't completely trash your reputation, maybe we'll we'll offer a name later on. But for argument's sake now, is it all right if we just call you the deputy?
1: Kind of like a WWE yeah. stage name.
0: Right. <laughs> Both your profession and a and a a, a, f- a fandle, if you will. Travis would call it a fandle. Anyway, uh he didn't show up, as you can see. And uh in his place he, he had a uh he had gotten some fan mail. And so he sends me this audio clip and it's like twenty minutes long of him just going on and on about this this I don't know fan mail or whatever, that I'm just supposed to casually mix into the show. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I got a guest coming tonight. If the guest shows, I'll put a show out. If not, we'll just wait till next week. And uh, I really don't see anywhere we're going to be able to mix it into this show. If so, uh, I might mix it into the back, if I can. But it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible pain in the ass. Anyway, so uh, this week we have a lot to talk about. Before we talk about what you do, Uh, The big to-do was the fight, the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight. Travis and I were going to talk about it before it happened last week, but Travis doesn't know anything about boxing or UFC, so we didn't even bring it up. Now, I know you're a huge UFC guy, right?
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kind of? Let's not go huge UFC guy. Let's say this. I don't wear tap-out shirts.
0: Okay. That's, so that's I'm, not, so I'm, not that, I'm not that huge. You're not that guy, right? It. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I watch, I'll
1: watch. i watch big fights. Okay. Not all of
0: them. So you like the spectacle?
1: I like seeing half-naked men beat the shit out of each other. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So for me, what's hard about the UFC is it seems like there's there's so many uh, title changes and guys fall like flies. You don't see like 50-0, like Mayweather. They aren't with you and. Promoted yeah, quite like that.
1: Yeah, MMA is not a sport that you can go undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the gloves are so so tiny, and the the skill sets are so different that uh, nobody's going to go undefeated. Right. I mean, the, the the best fighters in MMA, the greatest fighters in MMA, all have losses on their record.
0: Were you an early UFC MMA guy? Did you watch like UFC one with Hoist Gracie and? Pat Shamrock and that whole crew?
1: No. I I got in when I was in college. When they started, the they did like the first Ultimate Fighter. Okay. With that Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner.
0: Okay. So that would be... So when I first started watching it was when they wanted it to be sort of like the movie Bloodsport where the fight disciplines were quite different. The kickboxer held a kickboxer pose and they had the... The drunken boxer and the, the monkey fighting and the uh, jiu-jitsu. and really it all boiled down to hoist Gracie getting a hold of someone and choking them out for forty minutes. yeah so they had to change the format. Now it doesn't resemble that at all. It kind of everybody's got a mixed skill set of either grappling and uh, I find that the the grappling's actually even a little less. I feel like there's a lot more like straight up street fighting and kickboxing than in the past.
1: It really depends on who it is, who the fighter is, which fight you're watching.
0: Okay, so see, you're kind of, a, kind of an MMA geek. You're like, well, don't pigeonhole me because it depends on the style and the fighter. Do you watch boxing? Uh,
1: I do. You I do. do. I watch a lot of boxing.
0: You do watch a lot of boxing, yes. so that's rare. A lot of people do not watch boxing.
1: Uh, one of the only reasons I have HBO and Showtime is just so I can catch all the fights that nobody knows who they are.
0: So there isn't a unified heavyweight champion. Can you name a heavyweight champion?
1: Actually, Anthony Joshua has three of the titles, I believe, because he just knocked out uh, Vladimir Klitschko. There was going to be a rematch, but Klitschko decided to retire uh, about a month ago.
0: See, now I know who Klitschko is, but I do not know who Anthony...
1: Anthony Joshua. Isn't it
0: terrible? I Usually you would know at least the champs of each division, middle and heavy for sure.
1: He's a a British fighter, a very large man.
0: Like Lennox Lewis, British fighter? Yes. Because he was huge too, wasn't he? Like 6'4", six 6'5". Six yeah. He was a fucking behemoth. Anyway, uh, right about the time you and I were growing up, because we're not exactly the same age, but we're close enough... There was a period where boxing went from big fights being on ABC and regular big broadcast television to $40, $50 a fight, $100 a fight. And what I feel like that did was it sort of started alienating people from sports. And I uh, kind of printed up some little figures. I usually don't come to these things very prepared, so you can see I'm quite proud that I have paperwork. Excuse me. Average age of a boxing fan. Not good. Not good, although it is one of the younger sports. 49. That is the average age of your average boxing fan.
1: I was going to say, I figured it would be older because the younger generation grew up on a uh, UFC.
0: Mixed martial arts. Well, mixed martial arts is younger. With an average age just under Major League Soccer of forty. Major League Soccer is actually the youngest sport. Also the smallest, but the youngest sport by average age. The oldest, I think you could guess, is uh golf. They're the sixty-four and sixty-three are the oldest average viewership, followed by horse racing and tennis. I feel like that that's about right. <laughs> so when you're your average age your average age viewer, for golf is sixty four. That's the average age. Tennis, sixty one. But what kind of threw me off was football, with the average age being fifty. And I thought that sounded old, but then I started thinking about it and I have a couple of fantasy football leagues. Your average fantasy football player is in their thirties or forties. So you don't often see twenty year old fantasy sport I mean, they're out there, that's not un- but it's kind of unusual. Is your league young, old?
1: Everybody's around my age. That's old. That, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. How about your nieces and nephews? So you only have your yours are too young
1: though. Yeah, too young.
0: My, I have twenty year old. Yeah, you know, in their twenties, and if I ask them about football, they'll watch the Super Bowl if their favorite team's in it, but otherwise they don't care. And I was always interested in the playoffs. I, I, when I was growing up, I knew who won the Super Bowl, who won the World Series, and you know, I mean, I followed it. They don't even follow it. I didn't watch every game, but I at least followed it. They could give two shits.
1: You're too busy with uh, Snapchatting, <coughs> tweeting shit.
0: Do you Snap? <laughs> no. Do you follow people on Twitter? Yes. Okay. Do you Facebook? No. No? All right. Do you Instagram? No. Pinterest? No. Tumblr? No. Okay. Narrow
1: field? Just it, it, Twitter's kind of a news app. All right. So So I I follow all sports stuff and some news stuff. I don't tweet. No tweeting. It's simply a follow.
0: Because of the show, I've been trying. I I started off trying to get into Twitter and then I realized nobody gave a shit. Like, I wasn't relevant enough for me to be posting anything that was earth earth shattering. (laughs) So only if it's a, a, a rare oddity do I post to Twitter, which, again, no one listens. You don't get. You know, huge. If, unless you're Beyonce or someone else, no one cares. They honestly, they don't care. Or you know, breaking some NFL news, which I thought like. So yesterday, I watched Cam Meredith twist his knee. The Bears receiver yeah. is is nasty. And I I had caught it early, and I had it on the DVR, and I'm like, oh well, I'll I'll record it to the Twitter account, and I'll play it. As I was doing that, two things crossed my mind. Number one, I'm not we've never done that. Like we've never just posted random sports things. So I thought, oh, that would be kinda of weird. And two, it was pretty graphic. Like he I if you if you could have touched his ankle to his thigh, it looked like he could have. It was
1: bad. Three, you also didn't have express written consent of the NFL to post yeah, it.
0: Not too. Not to. Actually they've been getting on that. <laughs> You notice that when you try to check something on YouTube, they're like, "Oh, sorry, NFL says no." Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So the fight, hundred bucks. Did you think it was worth it?
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty entertaining. I mean it it really made up for the for the Pacquiao fight when Mayweather fought Pacquiao. That was boring. That was a waste of money.
0: Yeah, that was boring. McGregor fought better than I thought he would.
1: He did. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm still convinced. That it was I it was obviously done for the money. Yeah. But I'm convinced there was a backroom deal that this I mean, clearly Mayweather's gonna win. We're gonna put on a show. You're gonna take the first four rounds. I'm gonna turn it on and I'm gonna stop you late. McGregor, you're gonna get a hundred million dollars for this. Right. I'm gonna take in three hundred million, you know.
0: I can't argue with that. Deal. Yeah, I can't argue with that. It. it felt like that. Cuz usually you watch Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather box and it's, you know, a sweet science. Pop pop pop. You know, moving the jab guys are just
1: well, wow, very defensive. He he counters and he actually doesn't he doesn't have a whole lot of offense.
0: It didn't seem like the last 5 years at least. Yeah. But he makes people look foolish. He's so fast, he moves so fluid and all of a sudden, this fight, he was right in there. I mean, letting so much so that McGregor could put his hand on his head at times. I'd never seen him fight like that. Yeah. It was a weird fight. I don't know that I thought it was worth it, though. Because it felt a lot like the circus.
1: Yeah. I, the spectacle was fun.
0: That's what I brought mean, everybody like, out, right?
1: L- leading up to it was fun. I mean, the the shit talking was...
0: Yeah. The press conferences, 49 and 0 fighting a person that has never had a professional boxing match was pretty wild. Yeah. And we got our, the, we had the fight and we had a bunch of people over. And I would say maybe one of the 20 people watch boxing pretty regularly. And the rest of us were just like, well, I just don't want to miss whatever's going to happen. So let's all throw in and watch this fight. That's kind of how you were with family, right? Yeah. Were they as riveted as you, or were you the only guy in front of the telly?
1: No, a couple fell asleep during the the uh, undercard fights. Yeah, those were bad. That was actually on the East Coast, so they didn't fight until...
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. You were in Connecticut, right? Damn near, so,
1: like, midnight, I think. Yeah, it would have been late. So I think everybody woke up for it.
0: <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. riveting. So <laughs> you had a real good time.
1: I was into <clears throat> it.
0: I... You know, maybe younger kids were into it because, you know, Conor McGregor and all the press conferences and as much as it was on ESPN and it was basically everywhere, everywhere. It was everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. But UFC, boxing, everything that you want to see that's relevant, you've got to pay for. Even WWF. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, every big thing is a pay event.
1: Well, if if you want to pay for it and I mean, watch it on a big screen TV. You can easily find streams on the internet.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's true. Now, do you, do you think kids, or particularly younger people, are even going to make the extra effort to do that when they aren't sort of indoctrinated into it as they grow up? I feel like sports is kind of a rite of passage. Most of my friends are not sports people. Obi, who we talk a lot about on the show, couldn't name a professional athlete if you... Told him you would give him five hundred dollars. Travis, who's usually in your seats, is a big hockey guy. Likes college football, and he's our age, so he's kind of in that that uh, sports I don't know sort of sweet spot for their average age group. According to the stuff, young kids, even though they can get it, they'd rather watch other people play video games, like Twitch. They want to watch other people play Mario. They don't want to actually play. They want to watch fucking other people play.
1: Yes. I.
0: <laughs> Weird, right?
1: Well, I I hadn't seen this before. I, like, volunteered at a summer camp. And at night we had free time and we were able to get, uh, like, YouTube streamed to one of the TVs. And I was amazed at how many of the kids wanted to sit and watch someone else play a game called uh, uh, Nights at Fre- Freddy's uh, f- something. Night at Freddy's? Yeah, Night at oh, Freddy's. Yeah. I think I know what you're Five talking about. Five Nights at Freddy's or something. Yeah, I, where some bear jumps out at a room and and screams at you. Like, I would.
0: You've already lost. I, I mean, do Doesn't know. sound good.
1: No, it was awful. <laughs> some guy screaming, playing the video game, and they just sit there enthralled.
0: Isn't that fascinating? Um, but it's because they can connect with it, right? They own the game, they play the game, they watch someone else play the game, and it's a community, instant community. Yes. I was always at the arcade like, I cannot wait until this fucking guy is done so I can play. I wasn't interested in watching him play at all. I just wanted the game to myself. That's kind of... I grew up that way, and now my nieces and nephews want to watch other people build a Mario World or play Madden or Five Nights at Freddy's, and it's just... It leaves me dumbfounded. I don't understand. I sound a million years old. I'm sure our younger listeners are like, Jesus, God, this sounds like a grandpa. But Twitch... They turned them them playing the games into... It's like a podcast while someone's playing a game. Did you sense the audio there, or were they just out to lunch? So while you were watching YouTube streams, did you feel like you were entertained by the guy that was talking you through the game?
1: God, no. I thought he was annoying as shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is just like this show. Yeah, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I would have put it on mute if I could.
0: Right. Well, I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking across things and I can tell you that if sports doesn't change something soon with all of the entertainment options you have, sports, you know, could kind of go away. I don't think, I mean, they'll get to a point where people aren't going to miss it or something else will take its spot. Like lacrosse is relatively new in Minnesota. So, you know, in terms of like a lot of the smaller schools picking it up, there are kids, parents who are making the choice that, you know, you'll, you'll play football. You won't. Or you'll play lacrosse. You won't play football. That'll be your contact sport. It'll be lacrosse. That's that would be a big shift if you're an NFL team to have all the kids no longer playing football. They have to start making this stuff a lot more accessible, or nobody's going to be watching. Although I did say that about wrestling a lot, and that fucker's still humming along. So maybe I'm maybe I'm way off.
1: <clears throat>
0: okay. How about this? Uh, when I found out you were going to be coming tonight, I was wa- I happened to be watching the news and i was watching this whole houston thing come up and do they do they train you guys for these things uh so you're uh well, first of all what's the difference between a cop and a deputy
1: well police officer is assigned to a uh like a city police department their jurisdiction is a city a deputy works out in the county so uh like a you would cover the townships that are not, like, incorporated inside of a city. Right. However, the the deputy still has jurisdiction within the city. They're just not responsible for, like, the call load and everything within the city. Sure. It's the same job. It's just a different area. Right. And then a trooper is strictly traffic on the highways.
0: Right, so in Minnesota, we have highway or the state troopers, we have the deputies or sheriff's department, and then we have police outside of the other federal weird agencies, right? Yes. Is that it?
1: Well, there's, for public, there, <laughs> there's DNR, Department yeah. of Natural Resources.
0: Are they real cops, though?
1: They have guns. Do they? Yeah.
0: The game wardens have guns, yes. well, I suppose, if you're going to fuck with people with guns. But still, it feels aggressive, no? So but city cops they don't they don't uh uh execute bench warrants, they don't serve people legal paperwork, they don't do I mean you end up doing a lot of legal shit as well.
1: Yeah, the the sheriff's office uh does most of the civil paperwork.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh serves all those the uh the police departments can still uh like uh, arrest, serve warrants, you know, arrest people on warrants, that type of stuff. Right. That's not specific to them.
0: I feel like you guys do, like, the restraining orders and the...
1: Yep, sheriff's office does all that. All the
0: scary shit. Like, deputies brings... Like, if you see a deputy pull up outside your house, it's not good. It's usually scary. (laughs) Because you're a deputy, you have no comment, (laughs) but for the rest of us regular people, it's fucking scary. Okay, so... When it comes to okay so we have this is there any way for a department like the sheriff's department to plan for a massive catastrophic flood
1: you know i honestly have no idea what what departments in some other state would do
0: oh no i'm not i'm not even curious about what houston would do but for us in minnesota Let's say the Mississippi River all of a sudden exceeded its banks.
1: Well, what about like the 35W Bridge collapse?
0: Okay, perfect. Are you guys trained for that? No.
1: I, I, how can you? Right, that's <laughs> you know, exactly my point. It's, it, it's a catastrophic event. I think you do the best you can. They, I mean, there's a. they have people in place that would set something up. There's uh, like an emergency management department okay. that we have. So the head of that would... It, um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, collaborate with you know the fire department the, okay. the the police departments the sheriff's department they would you know this is how many boats we have we have a, a headquarters set up here this this person is in charge of, you know This is not good.
0: This is not good. So no. The answer is no. There's a, there's like a like a loose plan if everything hits the fan because it's hard well, to... Well, like
1: I said, you can't plan for it, so I, th- there's there's something in place. Is there an it's... evacuation
0: plan, at least? Do you guys have that?
1: An evacuation for... Well, let's say you
0: need to uh, evacuate a city within the county. Do you guys have a plan for that?
1: Again, it, it would be like kind of done on the spot. That's scary. <laughs>
0: okay, how about this? Here, here, Another another question for you, right? So, for years and years after 9-11, which is coming up, by the way... Uh, <clears throat> There were different levels in. Co- remember the color Colors? deal for like, yeah. were in yellow, yellow from Homeland Security Department, terrorist threats. How does that affect your job?
1: It doesn't.
0: That is so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling it was bullshit for a long time and now that you've affirmed that it's total bullshit. So when you get up in the morning, you're like, oh, it's red. Like your day changes not much more than anyone else's.
1: You know who I think that might affect is like the airport police.
0: That doesn't comfort me at all.
1: You know, I I don't. What what is somebody else supposed to do about that?
0: That's what I thought. Like I, I go to I go back to Bruce Willis in Armageddon. He's like, you're NASA. You're supposed to just have a room of guys that just think shit up when you're the sheriff's department. And someone says, "Holy shit, it's code orange." Some, I've always thought something was triggered, like, oh, well, they're on, like, ultra alert now. <laughs> There's none of that?
1: Not at, not at that small level of, Holy of government.
0: Holy shit. Isn't that where it happens? Isn't that, like, boots on the ground?
1: I, I assume something's triggered in, like, the <laughs> FBI or the, I don't, the I, CIA. Like,
0: I'm told I've met people that work for the FBI, but, like, they are never... Like, if you said, hey, go to the FBI right now, I'd have to look it up. I'd be like, Surrey, find the FBI. <laughs> it wouldn't be. That's not good news. All right. All right. So the answer then is no. There is absolutely no plan for any. Do you have, do you have, can you offer any comfort? Is there a plan for anything?
1: Well, like I said, I think you're.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really
1: taken back. You, you're not going to be able to plan for an event like that.
0: All right. Larry, let me, let me rephrase a question. So I know that you've worked some events in the county that are big events for the whole state, like the Renaissance Fair or, or uh, festivals or whatever that happen. right? They bring you in. All of us pass you as we go into the event. And I think for the most part, we feel like your presence there offers an organized what-if scenario. So what if a bomb went off inside the renaissance festival have you been given special treatment for dealing with that
1: holy shit <laughs> like i said you're not gonna you're not gonna go out and and train for a bomb at the renaissance festival and have a specific plan in place why not you, we,
0: i feel like someone would at least well, mull it over
1: you can't you're not gonna because you don't know what the situation is
0: It's a pretty controlled space, right? I mean, like here are the people. Here's where it would happen. Here's what we do in the event of, and
1: right. Like I said, that's where that emergency management piece comes in. Oh man, have you ever seen the Red Cross? It would get set up. You know, you'd start with the, Here's headquarters. Here's the resources we have. Here's the situation we have. (laughs) I can't. And and it goes from there.
0: I'm so depressed. I'm never go- I never
1: I mean, well, how many, how many situations are you going to prepare for? Well,
0: now all of them. I'm going to like have to I have mean? the gym like, plan.
1: Well, what happens if a, a plane crashes at the Renaissance Festival? What happens if a bomb goes off? Yeah,
0: let's mull that over. Let's have a meeting. Let's you know, have but, a meeting about that at least. Like, all right, if this happens, we're all going to meet at point A, and we're going to work it backwards from there. Do well, you guys have that?
1: Like, I mean, how many things are you going to plan for?
0: I feel like most of them we could put into categories. Plane crashes, large explosions. How about shooter? Like, that's been big lately, right? Just all of a sudden, someone just starts mowing people down. Nothing? (laughs) Nothing.
1: God damn it. (laughs) I'm so sad. Again, that's part of it. Like, that's an active shooter. Yep. Yeah. Again, you would have, a like, a the first people there would put together a small response team. Okay. And the first four or five...
0: What kind of time are we talking about? ...would go
1: right in to to get a couple people there.
0: Yeah, so like you're well, out not, directing traffic and they're like, all right, deputy, we've got a shooter. How long before the small group gets together and there aren't hundreds of fatalities?
1: It, it's probably going to take a couple minutes. I mean, that's a big that's a big area. I know. I mean you know you can only you can only get there so fast. I, <laughs> I
0: just feel like there should be something and there's nothing. Mm. Are you sure Are you sure? How about a concert sure. what if there's what if what if something crazy happen? like I've always sitting in the target center or the Viking stadium what the fuck is that called now u s bank stadium you know you look at this massive glut of people and you think, okay, in the event of they've thought this out. And this is what's going to happen. It couldn't possibly be the same amount of time it takes for me to leave when the concert's over or the game's over. And I think the truth is that's how fast I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to be politely waiting for this row to leave and that row row to leave as there's an active shooter in the middle of the bowl.
1: Well, that would just be chaos.
0: Yeah, I I know. We don't have any anti-chaos plan. Nothing. I just thought you guys might have like a special something and there's no special something like the reality is you are fucked. If anything crazy goes down, you are in trouble. Is this why Texas everyone's armed? Like now you heard they're going to pass a law in Texas where you can now brandish a broadsword if you want to just carry around a big fucking sword. It's totally (laughs) legal. (laughs) I didn't hear that. They had an open they must have had an open city hall meeting where a special group got together and they started talking to the departments. They're like, okay, what do you do if there's a shooter? And like just like this, they're like, well, depends on the situation. Finally they arrived at fuck it. We're gonna arm everybody, swords, guns, whatever it takes, that's gonna be our response. It'll be community.
1: We know Minnesota's open carry, right?
0: Yeah, I I guess. They never considered why wa- you know, I I just thought it was for people that were Paranoid, but now you're starting to question shit. Like, maybe I should be on. How do you feel about people being armed all the time? Is it good or bad?
1: It depends who's armed.
0: Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with that. I would agree. Let's say the average person, Joe Schmo, no difference. Uh,
1: it's, a, it's honestly a case by case basis. You're really
0: hard to pin down here. Is this why you got into mm-hmm. law enforcement? Well, it really depends. Could you rephrase the question?
1: I, I don't want to go political here, but I'm pro-gun ownership.
0: That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Most people, Actually, most people are pro-gun. Yeah. <clears throat> we're, we're Americans. We lack our guns. I, I'm not even a gun guy, and I've got like five in the house. <laughs> <laughs> do I seem like a person that would own five guns? I do. I own five guns. It's very weird. Some of them were from family, and some of them were for hunting trips. Uh, somehow I accumulated a lot of weaponry. Which is uncharacteristic for me, but anyway. So you you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? You're pro good gun ownership, yeah. but as far as being a deputy, is it an added layer of crazy? Like you pull somebody over, doesn't it show on our IDs if we're if we have that? If no. we have that, we do. So you have to approach every car like someone's armed. Yes. I don't know what I'd like that. It doesn't sound fun.
1: The, uh, I don't know, it, it it doesn't have to come up, I guess, unless you see a gun and then you ask, are you a permit holder? And they have to tell you.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> Let's say, first of all, actually I have a lot of questions I'd like to ask. So the other day I was driving, right? <laughs> and in our area we have... Uh, called uh 42 it's a county road and it stretches across five cities that are i don't know 20 to 80 thousand people right maybe more i don't have the populations down pat but they're large cities and anyway it goes east to west and it's just south of the twin cities kind of parallel to the minnesota river you know for those of you out of state anyway uh it's a three-lane road so there's three lanes up. would that be six if it's three on each side or is it do you just call it a three-lane road if it's... Maybe it's six-lane. You count all the lanes? okay? Sure. So it's a six-lane road. Anyway, this guy, I'm following behind this guy, and he fucking won't let me pass him. Every time I turn my turn signal on, he was, like, deliberately moving in front of me. The first time, I thought it was an accident. The second time, I'm like, well, that's strange. But by the fourth time, I'm irritated, right? I go Fuck that. This guy is deliberately cutting me off. So I mash on my gas, and I spin around him, Right? And I have to like shoot a lane over, and then it was a little unsafe what I did, so I moved to the third lane, and then I came back to lane two, and finally I'm to the furthest lane on the left. I don't get two blocks. Fucking cop right behind me, right? He pulls me over, and I decide instead of pulling to the side of the road in this busy road that I would take a right onto a side road, and then I kind of pulled onto it so it was safe for him. I'm like, well, i will be cool. i will be safe. The very first thing he says to me is, why didn't you pull over right away? I was like, well, it, was a, it was a block. I thought I would, you know, keep you out of traffic. Don't worry about me, he says. In this in this relationship, you're the problem. I'm like, why am I the problem? He says, you can't weave in and out of traffic like that. It's not safe. I said, I singled. I sig- I signaled. I looked. I paused. I didn't cut anybody off. He's like, this road's always busy, it's terrible, and the way that you were driving actually causes traffic to jam up because you're driving so sporadically, everybody cuts their speed and it causes traffic jams. Okay. It's like, if you can explain to me why you were driving like that, I won't give you a ticket. I said, ticket? Do they even have a ticket for legally changing lanes? He said, well, you're, you were recklessly driving.
1: There's an unsafe lane change.
0: That's a ticket? Yeah. Okay, so he was going to give me an unsafe lane change ticket. I said, actually, I I don't have any excuse. The guy in front of me was pissing me off. I couldn't see. I was trying to get around him. I didn't think I was driving poorly. He says, well, you were. So he takes my license. And then he comes back to the car after several minutes. Usually when it's several minutes, he's guaranteed ticket time, right? And he starts like rattling off my driving record. He's like, well, you've sped twice in 2016. You ran a red light in 2015. You failed to yield at a stop sign in 2014. You have I don't know how many uh, seatbelt tickets. He said, you're an unsafe driver. I'm like, well, at this point, I'm just like, okay. And as people who listen to the show though, know, our lifers, I get a lot of tickets and I usually just tell the truth. I'm like, yep, I was speeding. Just give me the ticket. We can both go on our way. And he starts telling me that because of the last ticket I got, I'm in danger of losing my license because of points. And the only reason he wasn't going to give me a ticket was because the next ticket after the ticket he was giving me would have resulted in a suspended license. So I was like, all right. So he was cool. He let me go So to my question. How do, what is the best way to approach a pullover so you don't get a ticket?
1: For me, it was always honesty. So,
0: if you Like pull. you said,
1: if I, if I came up to the window, let me talk first. When okay. I ask you how fast you were going, you say, yes, sir. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. I was doing whatever. Right. If those people were, were clear with a valid license, I typically just let them go. It was the A hole that said, "What did you pull me over for as soon as I walked up to win <laughs> as soon as I walked out to the window? He got a ticket every time every time, yeah,
0: so the guy that's pissed you pulled him over, he's guaranteed tickets yes okay, so is there a certain time of night when people are driving where you're just pretty much guaranteed who you're pulling over as a drunk driver? Is there a certain hour i I feel like you guys are a hundred percent like when I see the first cop car and then the cop car behind it, I'm like, oh, he's fucked. <laughs> is it, I mean, is it that, is it, is it that prevalent drunk driving? That there's that many people that are just bomb driving around that it's not that hard to find a drunk driver?
1: This is, uh, I have no evidence to back this up. This is one of those numbers I've heard maybe in training or something like that. Okay. I, I can't remember, but the average, again, don't quote me on this, I The average I heard was one in five drivers is under the influence of something. All the time? Yeah.
0: Jesus Christ, I need to wear my seatbelt more. Really? Yeah. So if you pull someone over and they're drunk, is there, because you're a deputy and you have a microphone on, you have probably a body camera on, there's a camera in the car, when you pull someone over, you kind of tell your for your own safety. You tell people, "Hey, I'm pulling this person over because of this or because of that." Right? If you pull them over and they're visibly drunk, you have got to arrest them or you're in trouble. I mean, if you if they went off to kill somebody else or or whatever, I mean, if you pull them over and they're bombed, there's no not giving that person a ticket. Right? It's not like yeah. you're Mister Dickhead. You have to do it.
1: Yeah. I, that's. Uh... That's an officer's job. Right. If you let somebody go.
0: Well, you know, like if you talk to anybody that's older than you and I, they'll say, oh, well, he used to just follow me home. He just, you know, follow me home from the bar. He thought I had a little much. And you have a generation of people that were told, well, that's the way it used to be. Why isn't it that way now? Why can't you just follow me home?
1: Well, again, that's all liability and...
0: Right, it's a no-no now because somebody followed somebody home and they went through the garage or killed somebody and then that whole thing went away because police departments are insured and cities have... The, so it's just... I guess what I'm saying is it's not really a possibility if you know somebody's trash to let them go. Right. Now, do we have to pass a field sobriety test? Like, is there some basic things we can do to get out of it or do you pretty much know, right, when you roll up on somebody like... <laughs> You're not going anywhere. This is just a formality, this little field test cuz I know you're drunk.
1: You can I I mean you pretty much know when you go talk to somebody just from smell and look and and everything.
0: Is it the eyes? Is it yeah. the eyes? The pupils that give it away?
1: Watery and bloodshot eyes.
0: <laughs> that one does it. Yeah. So have you seen any of the, the old wives tales or urban legends work? Like the penny in the, m- any, is any of it work?
1: No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, somebody did that. I, when I walked back up to the car a second time, I could clearly see something was in her mouth and she had like a wad full of pennies like in her mouth It's like, you need to spit those out.
0: Did you at least tell her it doesn't work anyway?
1: I, maybe.
0: Now, what if, what if you just blow like super slow? Does that work?
1: No, you can tell you you can tell when somebody's not not doing it,
0: okay, okay, so there's just no way out of the of the desk lock of the d dub you just can't drink and drive pretty much what can a what can an what can a hundred and eighty pound guy drink per hour and get away with it is it does and 'cause I've seen those little like
1: yeah is the, they at work there's an average uh and it all depends on. Your size, your weight, how much you ate that day, that type of stuff. But on average, it's a drink uh, is .015, and you burn off roughly a drink an hour.
0: So if you have one drink an hour, odds are you're going to be okay. But that's no guarantee because if you have slow metabolism, you didn't eat anything, you're on a certain medication
1: that right, can all fly out the window. Yeah, 100 pounds. And yeah.
0: So that wouldn't, so, right, <laughs> right. Obviously, if you don't have the body weight. So it's, ah, there's no tried and true way,
1: is it? Yeah, there? to not drink. That's,
0: well, <laughs> which isn't hard for me. I'm not a big drinker, but uh, I'm always, I'm sometimes surprised, like, you have a D-dub. How the fuck did you get a D-dub? Like, well, we went out after work. And I had two margaritas and I left to go home and I got pulled over and I blew a 0.9 and that yeah. was.
1: 0.09. that's a common one where people like. Well, I had two glasses of wine. Well, the equivalent of of one beer and a glass of wine is, is something like four ounces of wine. Uh, a restaurant pour of wine is probably three or f- three or four glasses.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: when you get a full glass of wine, that's that's the, the equivalent of like four drinks. So when you say you had two, you actually had eight drinks. You
0: didn't realize how much you'd had to drink. Yeah,
1: the two margaritas. Who knows how much alcohol they poured into them? There could be a couple shots in each of them. And
0: do we drive a distinct way where it's just obvious someone's drinking, or is it harder now with people texting?
1: You you find them all sorts of ways, though. I mean, you can find them when somebody's weaving, you know, back and forth over the lines, that type of thing. But you also find them. You know, somebody driving 15 under the speed limit, somebody driving 20 over the speed limit. You find it with headlights out. You find it, uh, you know, rolling through a stop sign.
0: So you don't, sometimes don't even know what you're going to find. You're like, well, you roll through that stop sign, and they're laughing, offering you a shot. And you're like, well, we're going to probably have to take another look here. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So we're pretty stupid when we're drunk anyway, and we're not hard to catch.
1: Well, you know, if you just, if you just make stops, you know, typically at night you make stops at night, you're going to find one.
0: I've gotten pulled over a couple times. And I'm usually sober cab. Why is a police officer so, like, I'm not speeding. I, and they, they pull me over and they're so angry, like, I'm totally sober. Was it because it was a complete waste of their time? Do I have an asshole face? Like, they look at me and go, I really wish I could arrest you because you're a dick. Driving record, maybe? What is it? what's your professional opinion, deputy? Is it just my looks?
1: <laughs> Something about your face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something about my face. Because uh, Dahl was with, and, you know, she uh, works at a courthouse, and uh, she's obviously around this stuff all the time, and she was all fired up that I'd gotten pulled over, and she wanted, you know, she had been drinking, of course. She
1: which, was a 2 at that point. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. She was a little loaded. And so I was, you know, trying to quiet her down while keeping peace with the officer, like, you know, think of me. I live with her. So and he was not even laughing, but they take themselves pretty seriously. Now I've known you now for, um, well, we've been friends for, a, for a little over a year now, but, uh, I've never known you to be, I've known you to be a very regular guy about it. You're not a, I don't feel that you take a lot of pleasure in the position of power. That being said, I find that your vocation attracts people that are power hungry. Do you notice that? Am I overstating that in your experience? Or do I maybe have a little bit of a point? I would play Jeopardy music if we had it, but I yeah, don't.
1: <laughs> I, no, I I know what you're saying. And I know uh, like officers like that. You can you can do that with with any profession.
0: You feel like you're getting a bad a, a bad look here. You know,
1: you know what I mean. But I, there are there are bad cops, and not, but not everyone is bad. I mean, there's bad teachers. Not every teacher is bad.
0: Well, are you sure? <laughs> I've been looking at the teaching stats lately. I lately and I could I could make an argument, but police seem it seems like they bring a lot of. Uh, rank-and-file military presence to it. It even sort of has that rank-and-file system to it. Yeah, And um, maybe it's that the job brings you in close contact with um, a part of society that most of us don't see every day.
1: Well, you, you deal with people at their worst every day. You deal with assholes every day um, that wears on you.
0: right. So after a while, you stop them, and you're like, oh, shit. And you throw the hat on, and you grab the fucking book, and you start walking to the car, and you're like, this is going to suck. And nine times out of 10, you're right. They're going to be an asshole. They're going to freak out.
1: But again, you know and I don't want to pigeonhole but everybody you stop because there's decent people you interact with, too.
0: What percentage? I have questions. You've got to answer these questions. <laughs> Come on. one out of of ten is nice
1: oh like on a traffic stop I'd say about half of them
0: half of the people are nice yeah how often do girls immediately cry
1: not immediately
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) how often do they cry during their
1: stops
0: (laughs) I feel like that's trained like if if I think he's gonna write a ticket I just start crying
1: no it was typically after they got when when you're walking up with the ticket then the waterworks started
0: it's too late by then you just recorded it in the book My dad rode with the Iowa State Patrol for, I don't know, two years. And back then, not only were they encouraged to write tickets, but they had pools for writing tickets. And I know that that stuff is frowned upon and all those things are documented today. When, to a large degree, the cars are low jacked. Like, they know where your car is in, in the town. They can see where your car is. Do they know when you're fucking around? Like, you can't pull off a Super Troopers deal where you're just fucking around, right?
1: Yeah, not anymore.
0: No, it's all real, like...
1: Yeah, they know where the car is now and and all that stuff. But, you know, back in the day, <laughs> you could kind of screw around and pull behind a building, you know, and right. chill for half an hour, but not anymore. No more naps.
0: Yeah. They're like, so-and-so, car this, why aren't you here or there? It's like that...
1: Yeah, they they know where you are.
0: So, so you don't have a lot of freedom. You're You're almost... Uh, uh, ma- uh, I don't know Robotic Like they know Where you are Where you should be What you should be doing If you're not doing this and you better be doing that And it's all that's pretty strict
1: but It depends Who you're working with Where you're working That type of thing I mean there's some leeway
0: There's some gray area
1: Yeah
0: Are the majority Of what you do When you're Because I mean obviously You could be a detective You could be working in the courthouse, there's a million different things you can be doing, but when you're working in a squad car, is the majority of your day spent doing tickets or is the majority of your day spent with everything else?
1: Mm, Again, depending what, what department you are and how busy you are. There's some departments that don't have time to do traffic. They have specific traffic cars. Everybody else answers calls. Smaller departments, smaller cities, smaller towns will do mostly traffic because the call load isn't that heavy.
0: Okay, so it's, there's no black and white answer to that. It's pretty much no. whatever they have and you do that day, that's what you're doing.
1: Okay, it depends on the size of the the department, the size of the the city or the the county.
0: All right. Last two questions for you. I'm hoping first first one I think I already know the answer to. When my car gets broken into or my house gets broken into or whatever and I file a report, does anyone actually follow up on those reports, or are they just simply take... Because I, I feel like they're not.
1: No, well, it, it, it really depends what what is there. If your house is broken into, they have some sort of print or anything like that, you know, that's something they can run with. If you have something that was stolen that you have a serial number for, they can run that in all the pawn shops. It, you know, other than that, there's not a, a whole lot you can follow up with at the time. Yeah. You have
0: the, I've never seen him try to grab prints off my car. Like, the guy's barely and He's like, you want to just uh, email me that list? <laughs> like, I just feel like yeah, this could give
1: too shit. But again, to, to, on a car, uh, you're not going to be able to pull... If, the inside of a car, you're not going to be able to pull a print anywhere. Okay. The outside of a car can have all sorts of prints on it. I could touch your car in the parking lot and my prints are on your car.
0: So it's just not worthwhile.
1: I, yeah. It, the... For the minimal, you know, $2.07 a change that was stolen out of your... You, succ-
0: it was more significant than that.
1: That and your, you know, like set set uh, CD that was in the...
0: <sighs> they just took 1500 bucks of tools out of my car two weeks ago. And, like, your average, you know, I don't have a serial number for that shit. Right. It's just gone.
1: The The best follow-up they could do is is to see if anybody's pawned that kind of stuff you know, in, in the area with, within the week or two.
0: A year ago. Now this has nothing to do with, you know, I know you only know about Minnesota, but, uh, so doll goes to Vegas with my sister and they go see a Britney Spears concert. And while they're at the concert, a, uh, pickpocket takes doll's phone. And it's a iPhone seven plus expensive. Um, but we had find my phone. And so, before I set any alarms or anything off on the phone, I found a dealership that the phone was in, and I watched the phone go from the parking lot into the dealership. So I call out to Henderson, Nevada is where the phone ended up, and I call their police department. And I'm like, I feel like Colombo, right? Like I have solved the crime. I'm like, my wife's phone got taken last night, and da-da-da-da-da. And the last we saw it was walking down the strip, but it came back up this morning and it went from this parking lot and went into this dealership. And what I want you to do is I want you to go in the dealership and I'm going to play a tone on the phone. And whoever has that phone is who stole our phone. And like, I literally hear the guy laughing, which I was really proud of myself. He's like, I'm not going to do that. And then I'm like, well, why not? I'm telling you our phone was stolen and we, my wife can, can come right there. She was in Las Vegas. He's like, well, is she in Henderson? I said, no, she's in Las Vegas. This person went to Henderson with the phone. We've caught him. It's clearly our phone. We can play atomic. What more do you need? Do I have to go there and arrest him? Now he's pissed because I said that, right? He's like, that's not how the law here works. And just because someone happens to have your phone doesn't mean they're the ones that stole it. What if they found it, bought it, she dropped it, whatever. We we don't have the manpower to go chasing down stolen phones. Do you know how many stolen phones are stolen? They just to start going off, right? Well, I said, listen to him, and I'm like, well, that may be true, but how many people are able to track down the phone, tell you where the phone is, and play a tone when you enter the room with a phone? And then he's like, hold, please. And then I got somebody that just this random person would take a police report, and they didn't follow up on it. Is that why is that why did why is that why does that happen? If I have it on. I had another break in on my phone where I actually had the person on camera and I'm like, this looks just like the kid down the street. I'm telling you, I can't I don't know his name, but I think he lives over in that house. They wouldn't even drive over to the kid to ask. That was here in Minnesota. Is it a cop? Should I be more assertive? Do I have to be
1: Again, that's size of the department. You're talking about Henderson, the you know I'm gonna make up some number here. Three hundred thousand people live in Henderson. They have So many cops and a high crime rate. A stolen cell phone is not a high priority.
0: (sighs) So depressing. It's demoralizing, really.
1: However, here with your city's police department, a stolen phone is something they would follow up on.
0: Do you think if the roles were reversed where they wouldn't follow up on the tools and the camera footage I had from a security camera, but they would follow up on playing a tone on the the phone?
1: The the officer that takes the report may not follow up on it. If you've got the tools and and an actual like video of it and you have a who you think is a suspect, I, my guess is that would go to a, de- a detective would follow up on
0: it. Yeah, well, your guess would be wrong. They're like, no, we're not doing that. I was bummed out about it. Okay, my last question. If a person has... H- how effective is a home security system? Because we just got this letter in the mail that said if we have a false alarm they're going to charge us x number of dollars for every false if we have, we can have one a year and after that it's going to be like $125 or something and then by the time we have three false alarms it's an astronaut it's like 500 bucks or something now we got the alarm cuz the house got broken into how effective are they like if if an alarm goes off are you guys like tearing ass to the broken in house or is it like it could be a false alarm. Maybe we'll get there. We've got a car accident over here, so, you know, maybe.
1: Well, what kind of car accident are you talking? With, with injury or?
0: <laughs> I just feel like it's not a, like, I've been able to uh, have my alarm company call me and me drive 20 minutes to my house, and there's still no police, no response, shut the alarm off, close the house back up another 10 minutes later and start to my car, and finally someone rolled up, and they're like, false alarm? Uh, No, the alarm was triggered. The person must have laughed or whatever. It wasn't a false alarm. Everything's secure now? Yep. Just goes on about his business. They could have unloaded the living room in the time it took for me to get to and from. You're going to tell me it depends on you.
1: Again, we're (laughs) we're talking about one situation where you don't know... What else was happening at that time? Like, what information they were given?
0: Uh don't even feel like I'm... I, I feel like I'm being particularly screwed here. I mean, I've got a... Is it me? Again, it comes down to me, right? <laughs> they just pull by and they're like, look at that asshole. They didn't even have to talk to me. They just made an immediate judgment. There's a dick. I'm not helping him.
1: You're probably flagged. Flagged? <laughs> yeah. When your name pops up. Nationally flagged, flagged. Asshole.
0: No cell phone, no anything... <laughs> Do they have that? Do people get, does there, so there is no special thing if you're carrying a, a, a weapon on our, on Minnesota licenses. Is there anything special that says whether you're a judge or a politician? No. Or, nothing? No. Do you have like a secret handshake? Is there a sec- uh, like a sticker you have to put a certain place? Are you more compelled to pull a person over if they have like a, I donated to the whatever, whatever police department? Does that make any difference in the bearing of whether you pull someone over or not? (laughs) No. No? What if I, like a vet, Vietnam vet plate? Are you like, well, I wouldn't. He's a vet. No difference. No. Nothing dissuades
1: you. It may be a difference in a ticket, but you're still going to stop the car. (laughs) So
0: none of that works. How about, uh, do any of the apparatuses work to block the license plate that are legal? You know, so like you can't read the license plate very well Like a little piece of plastic over it Does any of that shit work?
1: No, that's illegal You can't have any In Minnesota, you can't have anything over your your license
0: mm-hmm. So what if we just had a lot of mud on it Just by happenstance Would that well, get you pulled over?
1: It could, could Your license you plate over. has to be visible
0: So there's no tricks yeah. No tricks to the trades It's just real straightforward you're bad, you're getting pulled over. You do something, you're getting pulled over. If you're drinking, you're going to jail. And the only way you're getting out of any of this is to be nice to me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's wildly circumstantial, isn't it? There you go. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, I'll catch up with you guys later. I was James Hamilton. Thanks, deputy. Thanks for listening why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook, When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com.
1: You know why I pulled you over? Depends on how long you were following me. Why don't we just take it from the top? Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. Is that all? No. I have unpaid
0: parking tickets. Be gentle.